Hi, and welcome to the podcast, Aligned with Paige Schmidt, helping you to become the you you want to be and feel calm while becoming her. My gosh, I cannot wait for you to listen to today's episode where I bring on my mom, Dottie's two sisters, and we talk all about my mom. We talk about memories with her. We talk about her love. The reason I wanted to bring them on is because I talk so much, sometimes on the podcast, a lot on Instagram, about my mom and how loving she was for her whole life and what an impact she had on myself and other people in her life. And so I wanted you to hear from a couple other people in her life. My aunts, Rhonda and Shelly, are some of the closest adult women to me ever uh, next to my mom, and I feel so, so deeply blessed that they are still in my life today and that I have them to lean on as my mom went to heaven in 2017. So this is such a special and fun. I know you will enjoy it. Episode to listen to. And I cannot wait. So we're just going to dive right in to our conversation with them. I actually told Haley and Holly and Megan, who for anyone listening are my cousins that we all need to do an episode together because I'd love for all my cousins um, and I to get to show that that side of all of us with with the rest of the world. Exactly. Uh, so today, you guys, I have my aunts on the podcast with me. These are my mom's sisters who I love so much. And I told them that I just wanted to do an episode talking about my mom and memories of her. All of you know that I love keeping the memory of my mom alive and I love talking about her. Um, And for anyone who doesn't know, my mom was diagnosed with cancer in 2016 and she was given a year to live. Sorry, aunts, if I make you cry. (laughs) (laughs) And she literally, from the day of that diagnosis, lived one year longer and passed away February 11th of 2017. And in that year, my aunts, my cousins, myself, our family got to spend so much time together and built, it's so crazy to say because it was such a hard and difficult time, but also built some of the most special memories where we just connected. We hung out in the living room together. We had coffee. We had early mornings, late nights, sometimes sleepovers together. Um, And like there were moments we'd all just lay in bed together and talk and be with my mom, created some of the most special. And beyond that year, we have so many special memories. um, And we'll be talking about those things today. And I just want to hear from my aunts as well. Like, what was it like growing up with my mom as a sister? I just know her as my mom. So I can't wait. The focus is all about her love and how loving she was. And she even had a nickname. <laughs> Rhonda, will you tell us what my mom's nickname was? Dot, dot. 
dot 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 was her nickname when we were young <laughs> and dotty love right dotty love that's right <laughs> how did she get that nickname I think because she put up with all of us, especially my brothers that were constantly terrorizing all of us. And she just put up with it. She just <laughs> loved them past it in their craziness, in their uh, young growing up. A couple of them were pretty wild. And that's just what she represented really. So that's what her name was. Yes. She was always like that too. I think it was Dave, Uncle Dave at her memorial service that talked about how you'd walk into my parents' house and just, it felt like you would let all your guards down around her. Yes. She was, um, the, a really wonderful thing about Dottie is she was never judgmental. She didn't have, um, the, she, and then that way she was a lot like our mom. Our mom was, um, a person that really didn't judge a lot of people and she was more of like a peacemaker and Dottie was a lot like that all the way growing up and everything she was the one who was always um, she was helpful and kind and loving towards everybody and not judgmental and I loved that about her mm. she's way better than I was I was the <laughs> oldest I, I was the oldest and it's funny I have when she was little um, they tell us that when I was really dark haired and your mom was blonde and we were born 14 months apart and I was the very social talking one and your mom when she until she was 16 months old she hardly talked and she didn't ever crawl or walk until she was <laughs> months old and it's a crack up because she just kind of was really kind and nice and not very verbal and they were starting to get concerned about her because she wasn't crawling and walking but my mom said I did everything for her. She just told me what to do and I did it. And I would just go handle stuff. And then she would, um, when she was 16 months old, she just got up and walked across the room and started talking. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny. And right now I'm thinking to myself that Sayla's age, I have a bunch of friends that have babies that were born right around her. And there are some of my friends' babies who were born like several weeks after her and they'll post videos of them and they're like rolling around on the floor flipping and <laughs> laughing at their parents. And I'm like, uh, Sayla, hello? <laughs> like, you're not, I can hardly get you to laugh at me and you're not rolling over yet. Is this okay? Um, but it just made me think that my mom, right before she passed, I said, I said, so all the cousins said, how will you show up? for us because grandma Doris shows up for us in hummingbirds and my yes. mom said rainbows and then when I asked her specifically for me I said I need to know like when I can know it's you when I can know you're showing up for me like where will I see you and she said you will see me in your children and oh. so ah, oh, I've just never 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 forgotten that and it's so funny <laughs> you saying that because I'm like Wait, mom, is that, is that you? Are you the one not rolling over and not talking? <laughs> so funny. And then Sayla also has this little pink shirt that whenever we put it on, it looks like a pink shirt that my mom used to wear all the time when she'd go for walks. And so I'm always like, oh, hey, daddy. <laughs> That's so cute. Well, you know how Sayla's just kind of bright eyed. I mean, she just sits there with her eyes wide open all the time. Like she's just 
taking it all in. That was kind of like your mom, you know, where she just took it all in. She didn't have to say something all the time. Exactly. Then she would say things sometimes and she was funny. She could be so funny. So funny. (laughs) She was very naturally funny. Yes, she was very naturally funny. I mean, she could make comments that nobody else could make and it would be appropriate, but a crack up, you know? (laughs) Exactly. But she grew up, you know, she would kind of, she kind of stayed like when we would play house, I was thinking about this the other day, we'd play house or whatever. She would be, wasn't it? Didn't we, you you were, Shelly's six years younger. There's seven kids and eight and a half years in our family. So it was Dottie and I, then the two brothers, then two sisters, and then a brother. And Shelly is six years younger. But, um, but although we all have hung out since Shelly was in her teens together a lot, but um, Dottie was always the one who would be the one serving everybody. Or I think when we were little and we would play with the neighbors, we would call her Taco. <laughs> and, oh my gosh. And she, she would be the one doing the cooking and the, you know, the serving everybody and all that stuff. She's always been like that. She, wow. she was the one, she was the one who helped mom. We were the two oldest, so we had to help with everything because there were so many little kids. And I would do things like set the table or make a salad. Dottie would help cook, and she was always a good cook, always better than me. I never got the cooking gene in the family. Shelly's good at it, but um, Dottie would always, always be the one kind of serving and staying out of the any kind of trouble, you know, not getting noticed as far as the trouble and stuff is concerned. <laughs> yeah. And I was the one with the mouth that would get in trouble. Just, I mean, not real disrespectful, but try to say my opinion. And yes. um, your mom was way better at that than I was. <laughs> well, for me, with her being older, um, Rhonda was gone a lot um, mm-hmm. because she was a cheerleader and a song leader, and she was involved in school a lot. And your mom was also really, really loved at school, but really quiet. Not the the um, you know the the busy one in the activities and stuff. So she would come home and be home a lot. And she would do things like walk in the room and see me frustrated because I couldn't get an old outfit on my Barbie. And literally, oh, here comes the ugly cry. That's all right. That's okay. (laughs) Literally the next day, she was showing me how to sew Barbie clothes because we had an, an old, old sewing machine in our bedroom with all four of us girls in one room. And she said, I'm going to show you how to make some easy Barbie clothes so you can do this when I'm not here. And so she was, a lot of the times, my mom that was busy working and our mom was a great mom, but she was busy. She had a lot of kids. She worked seven days a week. And um, Dottie was the one that did that kind of stuff for me. At her funeral, when I really prayed about what I wanted to put out there to, oh, this is hard. That's okay. To to just show her love and her patience and how she put herself really into one-on-one. I was in, um, I think I was in fifth grade and I had long hair and it had been a couple of windy days and I couldn't, I I hadn't really brushed my hair. Did you know how you make it pretty on the outside and underneath you've got all the tangles? Yeah. And literally my mom and her friend were saying, we're going to have to cut her hair off because we can't get these, these big old rat knots out of it. 
And so my mom went to work and Dottie came in the living room and she says, come over here and sit down. She had like three different combs and I don't know how many brushes and it took her three or four hours and she got every tangle out of my hair. Wow. (laughs) Those were the kinds of things that she did that mom would have done, but she just didn't have time to do with seven kids. And Dottie would take those things on. She'd sew the Barbie clothes. She'd get the tangles out of the hair. And the other thing I think that was the most special to me, we were always tied on money. With seven kids, we were always tied on money. And like Easter, we would have to decide if we wanted a pair of shoes or a dress or some fishnet stockings, but we couldn't have all three. We could choose one. And so Dottie, knowing that us kids, Stacy, our younger sister and me, didn't always have the fun play clothes and stuff that other girls had. She would take our dresses, like our Easter dress, our our Sunday school dresses, and she would get on that old sewing machine and she would make a short set out of them for us. So we would have the cutest top and she'd use the full skirt to make shorts with elastic waist. And we looked like a lot of times, like we were walking out of a little, you know, Carter store because we had these adorable matching outfits on and they were really from old dresses that she had taken apart and repurposed. So those, those kinds of things are what I remember about her. The things that, um, a a sister wouldn't normally do. I don't care what age she is. She wouldn't normally do that. And, um, and so and, and she would take me places when no one else would. Like I got to go to your dad's house and meet your dad's sister that was my age and get to know her. Dottie would take us shopping, just the two of us. She didn't have to have you know a teenage girlfriend. Um, just things like that, that she put time into. And it wasn't just that she was willing to do it. It was that it was fun for her too. And I think that's a pretty genuine thing for a teenager. Um, in high school that could be doing a lot of other things. What was fun for her was to take two, you know, 12 year olds or 10 year olds mm-hmm. shopping for the day. And so those are the kinds of things I remember about her things that a lot of times would seem like a mom only because a teenage sister isn't going to be there to do those things for you. Yeah. Wow. She was always, always family oriented, always, you know, even to her death. Um, she loved everybody in the family. She loved, she knew the relatives. (laughs) She was, you know, close to the cousins and those were her people were mostly her people. She had some friends from work and stuff and, and friends that she had made when she lived in the Philippines that were, you know, close to her, but it was more of a family kind of a, you know, encircling kind of love that she had. It was real family. And the other side of that was that sometimes I got really irritated with her because I'm constantly getting in trouble for not keeping in touch with people that she did in touch <laughs> <Yes>. with. <laughs> now, right now, you, you're getting in trouble now? Well, I, I actually, we were just with our cousins yeah. for a cousin weekend that we do every year. And, and it's oh. been hard a couple times because Dottie's always been there with us. Yes, it's hard. And, my cousin was saying to me, you know, Dottie was always just so good about keeping in touch. And, 
checking on this and texting me about that. And I said, that's not me. I don't spend time on the phone. <laughs> I don't sit around texting. But your mom did those things constantly, not because she liked being on the phone, but because she wanted to stay in touch with the daily things of people she cared about. And so I said, okay, fine. I'll try to be more like my sister, even though that's <laughs> not who I am. Oh, totally. My brothers and I have talked about that too, how we have to be extra intentional, which we're not great at, but also since Sayla's been born, I think we've been a little bit better maybe. Um, but that like, we all feel like my mom was the glue in our family and then she passed away and it was like that glue went away and a lot of like a lot of us meaning me and my brothers um and even my dad like we started to kind of just like lose touch with each other and we had to come back to this place of whoa okay that was unexpected but really my mom and them having like them as in my mom and my dad having their house in Ventura the place we could all go to meet up be together it was like built-in relationships with my brothers. Now it's, oh, we have to actually remember to text each other or call each other or make a plan. And so we're totally learning and navigating what that, what that actually looks like. But you're right. She was so good at staying caught up with all her family. Yeah. And, you know, Paige, that's part of life too. Like with your mom, um, you know, when, once your parents, when your parents got married, because your parents, you know, they, they met in high school, like really young, like 14 and 15, they worked at the same burger joints or burger, and um, they got married early. So they were 19, I think, eight, 19, because Terry, Terry was, was 19, in the service. Terry was 18. Yeah, Terry was a couple of months younger, and so Terry was in the service. And even when they moved to the Philippines, your mom, this is really cute, your mom moved to the Philippines, and they were on... Uh, you know, a salary that was an enlisted person salary. And your mom hired so girl, a cook girl, a house cleaner, because the people in the Philippines only made their money working for other people. And she didn't need any of that. She had an apartment, I think, but yes. she hired them so that she could give them work. And she made friends with them. And like, yes, two of them came to the United States and her still her dear friends, you know, one of them, came when we were when she was really ill and stayed for a week and cooked for all of us and she made she was really a wonderful cook that's why she cooked for us but oh. she was just so precious and she loved your mother so much and they would visit but all the way from when she was 19 years old so she had these friendships that she had made she makes close friendships she wasn't a light friendship maker you know right and uh, she would spend time on those but then as you get in the years where you're working, because your mom became a nurse, and um, of course, she was the perfect nurse with yes. all these things we're talking about. In fact, one of my friends said that uh, their, their son almost died from an eruptic, eruptic, um, a ruptured appendix, and Dottie was his nurse, and they felt like he would not have lived if Dottie had not been on it, wow. you know, that he was in the hospital he was so sick and um you know and now he's 37 years old <laughs> so your mom was a great nurse but when you're in those years of being really busy you you don't you know you go to work all the time and you've got your kids and they're in school and you're doing stuff so there are those times where you can't stay as connected to people and then as you get older and you're not you know working as many hours or whatever but Shelly always took care of 
you kids when you were little because yeah. she decided to stay home and, and do uh, well have the child care business so she got to see your mom more because she would pick you guys up and stuff you know everybody was working so we in the last years developed a better uh, you know a closer well we were always close and it's funny because for a family with seven kids that close together and mm. we had some challenging things when we were younger we all love each other and have stayed close some of us spend more time together like Shelly and Dottie and I and um because we just it was just easier for us in the situations we are but we all didn't go too far and we all still love each other and are are close we've never been family of fighting mm. and um in in these relationships between the brothers and sisters so we're very grateful for that but the last few years, even we got to spend more time together, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But let's yes. do pay, be real about this. I was your mother's favorite. <laughs> I was. That's the truth. I no, was. I was your mother's favorite. We let <laughs> Rhonda come in to our little hangout. Yeah. Well, I was older than Dottie, so she wasn't my mother figure, but, <laughs> but she was my, my very dear sister figure. And, um, and from the from the time she came back, we were really close and it was hard for her leaving to the Philippines. Yeah. I couldn't even believe she was doing it. She so was so attached to the family that I thought she's not going to go away for two years, but by goodness. I know. That she seems did. like a very, uh, my mom really liked her like her home, her Ventura space, like kind of yeah. staying put where she was. I'm kind of shocked as we're talking about it um, yeah. that I, she I, went I, to the Philippines. I do know that she got pampered there because when she, I went to get her off the plane when she was coming home and I was, you know, I was looking for high school Dottie and she walked off the plane and she was in a, a like a really flowy, modern uh, jumpsuit, long, long, her long brown hair. She had her fingernails and her toenails painted in these weird designs because that's <laughs> painted them in the Philippines before you ever saw them here. She looked like Cher, like she had just come off the show of Cher. Oh, totally. Those were also made by her house girls. Yeah. And um, I just looked at, at that her time. Went, that's what they were called. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I was, well, by then they were her closest friends. And oh, totally. I just looked at her and went, oh my gosh, she's so different. But when she came back, it's like we were grown up best friends. She yeah. was my best friend all those years. You know, and I have to tell you a funny story about the Philippines, too. Um, your listeners can't see us, but I'm 5'4 and dark haired. Shelly's real blonde. And Dottie was blonde until she was in her teens. And her hair got a little bit like light brown. Well, in the Philippines, she was a standout because everybody is... Um, you know more my son like my height and she was tall she's five nine mm. she had all this long hair long beautiful hair and she would get treated like a movie star oh my gosh <laughs> she went, people would stop and look at her and then they would want to seat her in the right places you know and do stuff but it was really funny because she kind of was like that she I mean was she was never the one that like oh. the one center of attention but she was striking and she was tall and, you know, people wanted to, uh, to be around her because they wanted to look at her. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. I think like, I just look at photos. I always thought my mom was beautiful, but yeah. looking back at photos, I'm just like, 
oh my gosh, you are the most beautiful human I have ever seen. All of you guys are so beautiful. I love looking at your, uh, just all your. This is a crack up too. Your mom, we, um, I'm, I'm more, uh, we have Irish and, and we thought Indian, you know, so your mom has these gorgeous high cheekbones and beautiful skin. We all wish we had her skin. She just had, you know, long necked and she had a waist and hips and, you know, I'm, I'm built a little bit different and she, she just had this, you know, lot tall, pretty body and everything, you know? And so we always thought we were Indian and we said, she got the end, you know, that beautiful high cheekbones and that skin. And then Terry Jr., your brother, uh, uh, what do you call it? The ancestry.com found out we don't have any Indian. Yes. (laughs) Totally. I don't believe that though. I think it was wrong. Or maybe it's First Nations now. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that is too. We funny. thought we had that. Uh, we dad always told us we were Cherokee or something. Yeah. And we found out we're not First Nations at all. But uh, <laughs> but she still looks beautiful with those you know high cheekbones and everything. Yes. Oh, do each of you have, okay. I don't like it when people ask me like what my favorite thing is because I can never choose exactly. Like when someone asks me my favorite color, I'm like, I don't know. I like all of them, all the ones that make me feel happy. Uh, but do you have a memory that you love with my mom? Just any memory that stands out to you that you want to share? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many. many. We were Um, trying to think of one. (laughs) You know, I I want to say a funny one, but really, I think my two favorite memories are when she was um, she was already sick when my daughter graduated um, college, and mm. we all drove to Humboldt, which was like eleven or twelve hours away up north. Yes. And we had a truck, and we set up the back seat where she could travel good and be able to lay down because her back hurt her so much. And um, yeah, Rhonda was in the back seat with her and she was laying a lot of times on, on her, her on lap. Had, lap on had her head on my lap. Yeah. Aww. And just the, the precious things, she was so sick, but she was not going to miss it. And just driving in the car with her and getting to visit with her and, and stare at her, you know, when, when someone's going to leave, you, at least me, I realized that during that, that, you know, I wasn't just going to, um, get to pick up the phone and FaceTime her or, um, yeah. you know, joke about our imperfections or whatever it would be. And so I just got to look at her. And then my other precious one, of, of, and she was sick, is the last trip she took is when I took her to your house. Yes. And, and we were, it was raining and we were just being lazy. But the one afternoon we did go to Home Goods. She wanted to go yeah. to Home Goods. So <laughs> We put her in a wheelchair, if you remember that. I and we do. Took goods. <laughs> and, and I got to looking at something and you weren't by her. And, and uh, a little bit, a few minutes go by and she comes rolling around the corner. She goes, yeah, just because I'm sick in a wheelchair, you thought you could just leave me there. And, <laughs> and she goes, keep it up and I'll start knocking stuff off the shelf. <laughs> That's the kind of funny she was. That's the kind of funny she was. Especially like as you're listening, know that my mom would never in a million years knock something off a shelf in a store. So she was being totally sarcastic and it just made you (laughs) laugh so much. 
Oh, oh, I do remember that trip because um, I still have my, she bought me four glasses that have little gold dots all over them. Yes. Um, and they remind me of her every time. And we got them that day at Home Goods. And I remember, Shelly, she told us, we're going to buy these and we're going to go back to your house and we're going to make margaritas. And I still have a visual of her. We went back to the house. Me and you were sitting on the full couch. My mom was like laying across the short little couch with her yeah. legs like, sticking off the edge. And we looked over at her and she just fell asleep and her margarita was sitting right yeah. next to her. She'd taken like yeah. two sips. So yeah. funny. And, uh, and it was gave... funny. Her legs were hanging out. She was three feet longer than the couch. Yeah. It's yes. just like she just finally dropped and that was it. We were uh, yeah. That's cute. She bought you dot dot glasses. Oh, I still we still use them every day, and I have them sitting out on our open shelving so that I can always see them. Oh my gosh, we were um, we I remember uh, a few years ago we were at uh, this is before she was sick. Every year we have two cousins. Well, we have three co girl cousins. One lives in um, Alabama, but the two of them live in the San Juan Capistrano. Toronto area and so we had cousins camp every year and you guys have started that too with the girl with my girls and and Haley yeah but, share uh, share what it is too just for the people who are listening who have no idea what our cousins camps are how did those start well, what are they cousins camp we decided that we wanted to get together and make sure that we did it every year so we started planning every year two days to get away we would go two nights and we would go to a hotel somewhere that we wanted to go or to their house or to our area and spend a couple of days together and just catch up on our family and um, just the, the girls were going on, just the girls, not the husbands. And it was a very precious time. And it has developed um, the relationships that we have. Um, we've learned in our family a lot. I mean, to me, we put into the relationships that are precious to us you know and that cousins um they were always close and even more so the Shelly and Dottie when they lived in Mississippi they got to go visit them I was a little older so I was I mean I was the first one to get out of the house um and I was so they went on a vacation got to visit where they were and they you know we've always been close to those cousins when they lived in California we were close to them so it's been wonderful to every year have this time together but we, uh, Holly's family, our cousin Holly, I have a daughter, Holly also, has a place in Borrego Springs, California, oh. and has a swimming, swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> and Mimi, our one cousin, Mimi and Holly are our cousins, and that was Shelly and, and Dottie and I. We were there, and Dottie likes to dance. Now, Dottie doesn't get to go to very many places where she can dance, and so always our family likes to dance. So there's always dancing at weddings and everything because that's the only place we really get to dance. And, um, but we turned on some music. She had a speaker in the back and we turned on dance music and she and Mimi started dancing. Oh my God, for, I love that. They danced for like three hours. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> and we join them every once in a while and sit down by the pool, you know, but they, she just got into it and she just danced for for three hours. That is the best. I love hearing that. <laughs> oh, and one of the funniest things about it, Paige, was your mom was always, Rhonda and I were always in the latest, coolest bikinis or whatever 
was, you know, we got a little older and didn't want to do that. And your mom was always covering up. I mean, <laughs> she, she, her, her bathing suits looked more like Moomoo's because she just <laughs> totally. didn't show herself from the time she was, especially after children. So we would tease her because every year her bathing suit would be a little bit longer and a little bit higher than the <laughs> neck. It, that was the first year she had bought, she'd been telling us how she found this, um, this bathing suit dress. And we were like, okay, never heard of that, but it doesn't sound good. <laughs> and so, so she goes and puts on this bathing suit dress. And at first it, it covers her up a lot, but at first it's kind of cute because it, it looks like a, you know, it looks like my like, tennis dress. Yes, I like a tennis dress. But it was hot out there and we were open to the sun and a golf course. And so the other scary part is people could see her, you know, do this. <laughs> So she'd get hot and she'd get in the water and then she'd come back out to start dancing. And at the beginning of the day, that dress was a super mini dress, like Rhonda said, a tennis dress. <laughs> By the end of the day, it was a mini. Below the oh my God. That is <laughs> so funny. We would just laugh and say, this is so dotty. Only she would go swimming in a dress that goes below her knees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, in Borrego Springs no. that saw it because it's not very crowded, but it was. Fun. Yes. I mean, remember when we were all, I know you guys remember this because we have photos of it and it's all uh, one of our favorite photos, but we were in Havasu and my mom, her thing was nightgowns. So literally when she passed away, all of us went to the house and everyone in the family picked out a nightgown and we all have our special Dottie nightgown. Um, And we all went on a girl's trip to Havasu together and I was in the pool and I just remember my mom running out out the back door still in her nightgown from the morning and she just jumps in the pool <laughs> and so I have a picture I'll have to share it along with this episode we have a picture in the pool where I'm holding her and she's floating and she has her head back and she's laughing so hard and I'm laughing oh, yes, at I her and she's picture. in her nightgown <laughs> yeah I remember and, that and picture you know I have to say of, of all the things we did and of all the places we went that picture is, I pull it up about once a month and I, I bring it up more present on my um, pictures on my phone yes. regularly because, and I, you know how many times I've sent it to you because yes. her face, her face just pure joy. shows what her life was yeah. with, with family and friends. Oh, it yes. was pure joy. And, um, and that's how I remember her the most is that picture of the two of you. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine her ever looking happier and more fulfilled than she does oh, right there. And, so and that was an, another trip we did. We did every, we tried to go every year to have a Sioux and, and be at a house together and just enjoy each other and be silly. Oh my gosh. I don't know um, if your listeners have, have a clue how crazy we could get and yeah <laughs> just in having fun and being silly oh and remember when we would camp we camped that's the other thing we did all the time remember Paige we always yes. camped and um I remember when your your listeners might not remember this but the Macarena was a dance and we were oh, there yeah. <laughs> I think that was that Thanksgiving we had like 80 some people camping and we did the Macarena out there in the you know in the, in the camera yes. in the yeah, and the hookup where you hooked up the trailer, oh. you know, in the middle of the thing, and we had tons of people doing the mockery. Oh, so fun. That's why I okay. love our family so much. <laughs> so I just thought of one other memory I have to share. So yes, you please. Know how we all, we started out in tents, and we eventually got older and wanted to be more comfortable, and all got our campers, right? 
So your mom and dad have been intense well after we all had campers and we were, were um, finally convinced them that they needed to get an RV. And so your dad comes home with this huge, um, what they call toy hauler, where you can open up the back and your mom was known for being in her nightgown sometimes until two in the afternoon on her days off on her days <laughs> off oh yeah and oh yeah <laughs> i would i get up and i'm going out to go for a walk it's probably eight o'clock and i walk by the back of their toy hauler toy hauler is completely open to the world i mean you can see everything and other people can see you and your mom's sitting at the the back of it having coffee in her nightgown and she says <laughs> just enjoying the view. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. She loved her nightgowns. I remember she would, she would joke that she'd get changed for the day and go do her walk or something. And she'd come right back home and get in her nightgown again. Cause she was already accomplished for the day. You know, and for a while, I want to tell you your mom and her coffee. That reminded me, your mom always had coffee on for everybody. Yes. And yes. she liked her slack, but the rest of us all had stuff in it. But, uh, Holly, my Holly and EJ, my son-in-law, and their two kids, Kingston and Clover. Clover was actually born while they were in the house. Yes. They, lived, they moved into the house next door to your mom. And the, when the kids were little, they would run over to Dot Dots and she would make them a coffee. And <laughs> it was really hot chocolate with a little whipped cream on it and a little coffee cup. And, and a little bit of coffee. coffee. And it did, and she did put yeah. a little bit of coffee. <laughs> But she didn't tell us that for a little while. But yeah. they would go, you know, they would go over there and have coffee with Dot Dot. And they always, and Ev, oh, and also um, your parents had uh, a big Halloween party every year because their neighborhood was the neighborhood in our city that had everybody did stuff for Halloween. They had tons of decorations and hundreds of kids would come by. Yeah, It was they just would have tons of candy and we all started going to their neighborhood on Halloween. And so it was so fun because we, everybody gets so excited and Dottie was so happy to see all the little costumes. Aww. You started having great costumes when you were a baby, you had the cutest costumes <laughs> and then the kids, but they would always, as soon as they get their costume, they would go show dot dot. Cause that was a thing for her, you know, because they had so activity in the neighborhood. She would always have to see their costumes. Aww. So, I'm thinking about one more just funny short memory. When we finally got your mom to retire, we begged her oh, for yes. a few years um, and Rhonda finally got her to do it. I called her about a week after she was not working anymore and it was two in the afternoon. And I said, so Dot, what are you doing? And she said, well, I'm sitting on the chair, the couch. I'm watching a little TV, my soap opera. I'm having coffee. And I said, so what are you going to do for the rest of the day? It's about two o'clock. She goes, well, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to take a shower. And then I'm going to put my new nightgown on and go down and have some more coffee. <laughs> oh, my God. And she was happy as could be doing that. <laughs> she she just loved she to relax. She oh. just wanted to be home and have people hang out with her. And uh, she did like to shop with us some, but yeah. she mostly just liked hanging out at the house. And, and people what, would come visit. You guys always yeah. 
Like our front door was always open. You would stop by, come visit. And my favorite thing is that never stressed my mom out. She, it didn't matter what was on the agenda for the day or if she had to go to the grocery store or whatever. She, someone would come and she'd sit down with them. She'd make coffee and she would yeah. hang out. It was, everyone was always welcome anytime. Yep. She, she was exactly like that. And, you know, the other thing about her was not only her nightgowns, but her clothes. She didn't care that much about clothes. Right. She, would, we, she would always wear kind of the same, a simple top and pants or shorts or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But nothing, she didn't care about style. It had to be comfortable <laughs> and usable. Yep. And yep. it was so funny. When you were little, you started playing with this, I think it was a, was it a computer game, a Barbie designer mm-hmm. game? Her and Haley both. And oh, you got I, Haley that. had that game, and I loved it. Yes, and you would, we would go in your room, and you would decorate, and you'd put a shawl over something, or, you know, yep. you would make color and thing design happen, and the rest of the house, <laughs> your mom did not <laughs> care. She had nice furniture and nice stuff, but she never, like, put a bunch no, of stuff around. No, never. Or, no or decorations. My yeah, mom always was- knew when I redid my room because she would walk around the house and all of a sudden, like the very minimal few decorations that she did have would be gone from the house <laughs> and she'd go up to my room and I would have rearranged the whole room and took any decoration that she had in the house and put it around my room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you know, your, your, um, and your listeners probably know this, but your brother was deaf from having meningitis when he was little. Yeah. And she was, I can remember the other day I was thinking about this. She was telling me that um, she just loved for Chase's friends to come over. <laughs> <laughs> he would have five or six friends and you would hear sound. <laughs> she would make them, make them something and take it to them to eat. And they would just be going with their hands because they were doing sign language. They were just yes. big conversations, but they were so quiet. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Not my friends. <laughs> yeah, not my friends. Oh, that is so, so great. Um, she just I was everybody and every just, you know, she just it was never, she just never judged anybody. And that's why everybody felt like they could talk to her and, you know, and, and uh, tell her anything because she just didn't, you know, she didn't, uh, she didn't judge anybody and oh all three yeah funny. you guys all three of you kids are the best eaters you guys are really eat healthy foods and everything but when you were younger my kids used to want to go to her house because we would like say don't eat this or don't eat that and daddy would say have whatever you want yes <laughs> you want to totally I totally daddy. talk about that she did <laughs> she did not have any I mean you guys I used to sit at the kitchen counter I remember this I must have been so little and my mom would cut these little squares like these little blocks of cheese and I went through a, a season where I thought it was fun to just swallow them <laughs> instead of chew them I don't know why I did that it may have literally been like one day and I thought it was fun and so I was just swallowing them but my mom was like so unworried about everything like you would think she'd never give me cheese again or something and and she's just always like that yeah Chase got to the point like didn't he just the only thing he would eat was hot dogs like hamburgers and hot hamburgers and hot dogs like I mean I could tell you his whole High school, he, my mom would make him, she would buy the big pack of croissants, butter croissants from Costco. She would toast him a croissant, put butter on it, make him a chocolate Ovaltine. He'd have that for breakfast. And then probably the only other things he would eat were like 
spaghetti and pepperoni pizza and hamburgers plain and Oreos, Oreos and milk. And he would drink so much milk. Oh my gosh. And today he's like Mr. Vegan chef, healthiest (laughs) eater ever, like totally like so aware and like concerned and compassionate for the planet and like all of the things and <laughs> I know it's so, <laughs> it's so and different he's not, and he still has great white teeth from all that milk yes <laughs> yes he does have great white teeth he's my gosh my brother chase has the best smile in the whole world but it's so funny would always want to go to Dottie's because she would give them candy or whatever they wanted you know and then the, she turned out to have the best eaters in the family it's- so true. And Terry and Gina, oh my gosh, they came um, to visit us maybe like a month ago. And Gina cooked us like lemon chicken piccata with noodles and it was just heaven. And so I asked them, I'm like, do you guys eat like this every day? And they were like, yeah, since the pandemic, because they used to eat out a ton. And that was like their fun, like their joy would be to order in food. And um, they just loved eating out. And they said, since the pandemic, they have gotten so good at cooking and they left. Like they were there. We had the lemon chicken piccata. I had like matcha green tea. They, They brought these like delicious snacks, like Gina cut up fruit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a treat. Like, I want to cook like this. This is so fun. <laughs> yeah, oh. right. Oh, oh, that's so yummy. Well, yeah. one, of, one of the other things you, you know that we always did, um, we were very, very blessed in our family to not have to worry about who was going to watch children when we wanted to go away. And all, yeah. all of our parents were pretty good about each year on their anniversary, we would do a two to four day trip and we always knew that one of our sister's families were going to keep the kids and our kids always wanted to be at your house one of the reasons is because your mom would let you do anything she'd let you eat anything but i remember um i don't know if it was a rainy weekend or or what was going on but you guys were for whatever reason in the house a lot and she was letting you watch movies and stuff all weekend and we came to get the kids and take them home on Sunday night. And they were so mad at us and they so <laughs> didn't want to go home. And we're driving home in the car and Haley is just in the front seat, giving me all this attitude. And I said, what is going on with you? You know, when you go stay at Aunt Dot's, you have to come home and you know, live life again. And she's like, yeah, but Aunt Dottie has like 500 plus TV shows and we only have 200. <laughs> I think, I don't think, I know that when the kids were at your house, whether they were neighbors or family, they always knew that whatever they got at home, either they got what they didn't get at home, which was everything they wanted, but they got 500 magnetized of what they would normally get at home. Yes, and so totally. Like, of course we don't want to go home. Of course this is the house we want to hang out at. It's <laughs> yeah, so you're- funny. My mom gave us, I mean, my mom and dad gave us so much freedom. I remember that, um, I, you guys probably remember this, but I would ask to stay home from school so, so often. And 
there came a point where my mom was like, yeah, if your grades are good, go ahead. You can stay home. Why do you want to stay home? And I would literally say like, I want to play Neopets all day. Like I want to go on the computer and play games. And she just trusted that I needed that. And I'd stay home. I would play on the computer the whole day. And then I'd go back to school, like totally refreshed and recharged. And now as an adult, I'm like, wow, I totally needed that because I'm still the same. There will be days where I just want to like hibernate in the house, work on something, be creative. And then like, I can like go back out into the world again the next day. <laughs> but yeah, she, she always, than we were. <laughs> yes, they gave us so much freedom. Terry, um, Chase, myself, I think they, I mean, I'm not want to speak for my brothers, but they, I think that they gave us all so much freedom and it's so interesting that we all have such creative careers. My brother Chase is in filmmaking. My brother Terry is in music and they, they design like designer pedals. Um, and they just like love it. They love it so much. They love what they do. I was listening to Terry on a podcast recently and he had so much joy as he was like, I think he would say like nerding out and geeking out on pedals and talking about them. It was so fun for me to listen to because I just like, I heard him like come alive and he even said on the podcast, he's like, um, he's like, you know, I'm like the more shy reserved one. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so you and I also see so much of myself in Terry also um but to hear him come so alive like talking about these things that he loved Terry's 13 years older than me um and so it's just fun for me to get to experience him that way too but I'm like wow our parents did such a good job letting us be creative yeah yeah they did a better job than than we did we were probably more structured and didn't give them as much candy but that sugar helped you guys because you (laughs) Oh my gosh. I also love that. And I think this is because I was third child. Um, but my mom didn't give me like regular weekly chores. And I don't know if it was because she just knew I naturally liked to clean or what the deal was with that. But um, I remember I would, I would ask her things like, mom, you're supposed to like make me a chore chart and you're supposed to like put these stickers on it and you're supposed to give me 25 cents for each of these things. And you really should hang this on the fridge and make sure that I'm doing it. And her response would always be like, okay, Paige, if you want to make the chore chart and hang it up, like I'll help you go along with it and I'll give you 25 cents and we'll mark it down or whatever. And she's like, but I gotta be honest, I think you're going to be over this in a couple of weeks. And every time I'd be like, okay, I'm done with that chore chart. That's not very fun. <laughs> Oh. oh, that's so funny. That's really funny. Uh, <laughs> that's a good mom. I- <laughs> yes. Oh, best mom ever. Uh, and you guys, we seriously hit the jackpot with all of you. Oh, so, so much. And I, I was thinking yeah. today, I was like, this is going to be so fun to talk to my aunts about my mom. And I feel like we need to start a whole entire podcast just for conversations with you both so that we can all <laughs> learn from you and capture all your wisdom and memories. You guys seriously teach me so much, both of you. You both know that, especially with my mom being gone, I'm constantly reaching out to you both and asking for help or advice and I just lean on you guys so much and appreciate you for all of your wisdom and support and just like my mom you have both always been so non-judgmental and loving so loving like always a safe place to land 
And you're just all like that so much. Yeah, we're grateful. Well, we just, we're grateful to God that he can give us that encouragement to yes. love us so we can And we also are grateful to, you know, our mom that loved us yes. and kept in, um, you know, together and, and your mom. And we just, we want to do that for our kids and, and family is a huge thing for us. And we're grateful you know, some people go, how come somebody would have seven kids? But now we're very <laughs> grateful for that. It's really hard when you're young, yes. but uh, big families, if any of you have any big families out there, just, um, I hope it's a blessing and appreciate it because it is to us. When yes. we would have ra rainy days, when all of us were still living at home, we'd have friends, a lot of our friends, we had a lot of friends on our block that had one or two kids in the families. And I think there were two of us that had big families and I remember them being really sad when it rained because they were always like looking out the window saying, I'm so lonely. I don't have anything to do. And I thought, you know what? I sometimes can't get away from all these people <laughs> in my house. I ha There's always someone on a rainy day to do something with, whether it's just to talk to or play a game with. And we, we were never alone. It, it was almost impossible to be alone in a small house with all of us. Yeah. But Growing up, we appreciated that, and we, especially the last, say, 20 years, I've had so many friends, and Rhonda has too, because I've been there with her, say, you know, how do you guys, you, you realize that this is pretty rare, that you have all these siblings, um, and you all, and you are so different, some of you, and you love each other, and you get along, mm. and you enjoy hanging out, and I think... I know that that's something that my mother said. And in fact, I remember her saying, someday we're going to be gone. And what you're going to have are your siblings. And I have said that to my own kids. We were, we tried forever to have children. We've only, we've, we've had two, which has been amazing. I would have loved to have had five or six and you need to be close because someday that's who you're going to have is your sibling. Mm. And, you know, we never, we never thought of it as you're in my way or it's a hassle. Well, maybe once in a while when our <laughs> brothers were jumping on us and, you know, doing stuff they shouldn't have been doing, but that we didn't realize for many years that that was a rare thing to have, that there sadly is a lot of strife and, and unforgiveness and, um, you know, just daily battle with siblings and big families. And we don't have that. We have people over in our with all of our family and they're like, you know, where's the drama? There's no drama. And I'm not saying we're we perfect. Have some drama. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying we're perfect. We have our things, but whatever those things are, I can honestly say we don't, we don't lose love for that person. We may be frustrated exactly with that right. person or irritated at them for a time, but we love them and we know how valuable they are and that we're going to, appreciate that and enjoy that as long as we can because it killed us when your mom passed and we would have never thought we'd lose one of us um that early in I life know. but even with her being gone a few years now we still have so much that is with yes. us every day because of her and, and we did our grief and we worked through it and we have joy we mm. remember joy you know and um so and you know, one of the things about having a big family that's been such a blessing to us is that you live with all different kinds of personalities. So mm. you, you can 
get along with people of different kinds of personalities. Um, and I would say to people who don't have big families, be open to that. Um, I used mm. to do personality tests. I ran an organization and did personality tests because I wanted everybody to see that everybody's made different for a reason. And we, if instead of thinking that we're all right, if we can start finding that other people's gifts and talents bless us like we bless others, then that makes it for a better world and better friendships. And so we had that in our family. All of us were so different, but we love each other. And um, I just want to encourage people to um, make good friends and, yes. and give, them, give them grace because everybody's different. And, you know, some people are harder than others, but they have lots of gifts that, that they can share. Um, even being different. But on that note, yeah. it still yeah. may be crazy that your mother cared nothing about decor. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did. She did once you guys came in and helped well, towards like, I don't know, those like last five years of her life. She had an amazing house. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, mom, look at this. We made her go with us and buy that stuff. And yeah, I, my dad was so happy. I remember a couple of times when your dad was repainting the house. Remember when he put all the colors in there? Yes. And, uh, and the different walls, different colors. And then um, we told Dottie, Terry did a lot of work. You, he can't give you this beautiful framing of your house and you don't, you don't make it beautiful with the yes. rest of the stuff. So we started off trying to shop with her. And I think after a while, we just gave up and Rhonda and I shopped and brought stuff. <laughs> you always, you guys would like be in Havasu and say, okay, we found a rug. This is how much it is. Here's a picture of it. Do you want it? And she'd be exactly. like, yep, yep. You guys were her interior designers. <laughs> oh, so fun. But, well, she was, but she was our nurse. Yes. Everybody yes. called Dottie for everything, especially my husband was a fireman and they were into it and they would... <laughs> Bill would call her and ask her yes. about, about her nursing. She and, was such a good nurse. And now we all have big anxieties if we have to go into the hospital for anything. Oh. Because we're like, uh, she's not. Can't we just call Dottie? That's so much better. I know. I know. I feel the same. Thankfully, I have many friends in my life now who are nurses. So I just call them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as we wrap up, what would you each say, and I'll share too, of what you miss the most about her now? And I <laughs> said this will probably make us cry, and that's okay. Um, but I'll share first. Mine's kind of a selfish thing <laughs> as her daughter, but I just miss, like, she was always my safe place to land. And if I needed wisdom, I would probably call one of you two. <laughs> if I just needed someone to listen and tell me to lighten up and it's okay. And, um, you know, my mom always did that. She never really took anything too seriously. I would call her and sometimes I can just take things really seriously or I definitely get this from my dad's side. We can be like deep, deep, deep thinkers yes. and just really overthink or we want to make the absolute best of something, but like to our detriment almost. And having her to just call, she would just listen. Maybe sometimes I know from living with her, she just put the phone on speaker and walk away and then say, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> she was listening and then she'd say something to have it be lighter I don't know if it would be a joke or what it would be but you just end thinking 
okay, like maybe I don't need to worry about this so much, or it just felt good to tell someone or something. And so I miss that so much, just being able to call her in a tough moment and having her help me to make it feel lighter. Mm, that's a that's sweet, good. that's sweet. Yeah. Okay, Rhonda, you go. <laughs> it's, it's so hard to, oh. um, you know, we, we just always had each other, you know, we just always knew that the other one was there and everybody had their different things that they were good at. And just, just um, knowing that she's not there, you know, missing her yeah, and, and not being able to, um, we always, you know, the three of us were the ones who did the family Thanksgiving, the family Christmas, the family, you know, most of the family things. A couple of times somebody else would have it, but we would do it. And so when we would go to get together to, to do anything like Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever, we would talk and figure it out and figure out whatever we was going to bring and, um, and do all that together. And just, it would be at your house or our house or Shelly's house. And those, that sounds funny, but those times of that, knowing we were going to carry on the family traditions and, mm. um, and just, you know, those, those things I really miss. Cause when it came like the first Thanksgiving, we're like, well, what are we going to do? You know, <laughs> mm. there's such a big missing piece. And, and then to, you know, we would just, just get together and talk and visit, you know, just just be together. Miss that a lot. Yes. Yes. You no, know, she knew our kids. We knew, you know, we know the ins and outs of everything and just having that to, um, to do together. Um, I think the thing I miss most, um, is hanging out, but in the sense that, um, we'd start talking on the phone. We talked every day and mm -hmm. eventually, one of us would just, she'd just say, would you just get off the phone and come over and we'll sit and have coffee. And so if I, even if I had things to do that day, that would happen a lot. I would just drive across town and we'd do nothing mm. till two in the afternoon. Um, and I'm sure that through those conversations and that time together, we saved the world, but they, were, um, <laughs> totally. they definitely saved us. And um, so just the daily that's what was so gone was so um hard to deal with that literally the hours of the day that i that we invested in each other and just had fun and goofy stuff whether we were walking or talking or shopping or mm -hmm. dealing with something serious it was so many hours of my life that i'm like now i'm just sitting here in my living room crying going i don't know what to do with all this time and yeah. there's no like her that can fill that although i will say you're pretty good at it and ronda and girls are good at it yeah we used to walk a lot with her too it was fun we yeah. used to talk about life and kids and all of that and if Just i'm being honest if i'm being honest i also miss very much her biscuits and gravy oh my gosh yes so much so good I just have to share as we wrap up this memory just popped up for me, but Shelly, it was when you brought her that last time up to my house in San Luis Obispo and we had her on a blow up bed in my office yeah. and she was going to sleep and there was this, there was this thing. I don't know what happened towards the end. Maybe it's because she's always taking care of all of us and we finally had a chance to just take care of her, but she 
turn, like she's always been sweet, but she had this like high level sweetness about her. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you just wanted to like lay down and snuggle her or something. Yeah. Well, and, and we didn't just want to, we did. <laughs> we did. We so did. And we laid down with her and she was going to sleep and she just started praying. And that wasn't totally like my mom. Like she, she very much, at least for me, like she kept her, her spiritual life was like to herself. And then sometimes she'd really surprise me. And so this was one of those moments where she surprised me and she started praying and having just the sweetest conversation ever with Jesus saying, just thank you so much for giving me another day. Um, and like, thank you for letting me come up to Paige's house. And she said, she was like, I love being in this room and seeing all the things that she has on her walls. And it was just this like sweetest moment ever with her where I just realized toward the end of her life, how deeply grateful she was and how focused she was on how much it meant to her to just have one more day each day. And I just want to take that and remember that. Like when I say she helps me to like lighten something up, that memory, if I could just keep that with me all the time would help me to lighten things up each day because it's like, we're so lucky that we just have another day. And she knew that and she was so aware of it and she experienced it. And it makes me just want to remember it more. Yeah. And Paige, I was, um, I was sitting there next to her one day when she was really, really sick and, and we were talking about something and she said, you know, that we wanted to pray about. And she goes, wait a minute. And she picks up this little list. I don't even know where she got it. And I can't remember if it was a little book or a pad. And she goes, let me write that down. And she had this prayer list. She said, I don't want to forget anything. (laughs) And she was writing it down. And I didn't even know she was doing that. And I was around her every minute, you know. I know. Those are the um, things I'm talking about that surprise you. And you're like, what? Actually, can I share one more very surprising memory to me? You, You guys talked about how you grew up. There was seven of you. Like, you never had a ton of money. And so, um my mom had this mindset around money that I always thought was, I didn't, I didn't totally understand it. You guys probably understand it perfectly because you had to work so hard to have money and, and provide for your, like your mom worked so hard. Um, but she had this mindset around money where I thought, and this is wrong, but I thought that she thought having money was bad. (laughs) Somehow I, I had that in my head and I was like, well, if I have money, it's bad. I'm supposed to be giving it to someone or, or doing something with it. I'm not just supposed to have money. That's selfish. And I totally made that all up in my own head. And we were on a walk one day and it was close to her retirement. And she had shared with me how she had spent like the last six or eight months saving X amount of dollars so that she could retire. And it was a lot of money. And I was like, mom, are you serious? you did that? Like you saved? She's like, yeah, because I needed to be able to like set, set herself up. And she just kept it for herself. I mean, kept it to herself and just did it. And it allowed her to retire. And I was so in awe because it helped, it like gave me this freedom to see like, oh, my mom doesn't actually think having money is bad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it was so cool. I, there was just something about that moment that showed me I don't know. It was just this like resilience of just quiet resilience. Like she was, but she wasn't outwardly strong to where it like intimidated you. I don't know how to say that. It was just 
quiet and graceful, but there was such a strength there through her whole life. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it was. And, yeah. and you know how you said that we didn't have a lot of money when we were young? We had none. Yeah. None. <laughs> right. Right. None. And it would be funny because we would... Um, Sometimes you, know. you had to wear your brother's underwear, but that's just the way it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, we need to remember. I need to remember that, too. A funny oh. story about my mom. We used to tease my mom about, why do you have to go grocery shopping every day? She goes, and I said, why don't you do like some of the moms and go once a week? And she goes, if I went once a week, the food would be gone for three in three days. Oh, and we wouldn't have more fruit. Your brother right. Exactly. Whatever is here, they will eat. Totally. My mom yeah. used to so we were all tell me that. We were all conditioned, you know, around that. And so she, you probably got lots of things about, you know, it was always like, can we pay the bills? Can we eat? Can we? Oh. And, and your mom is, was very much like Rhonda and I, we've always been um, very responsible with our finances and our money and our giving. Um, yes. Because you just didn't take for granted any yeah. of that. I don't care how much you were making. You didn't take for granted. And, and uh, I'm sure at times we've all had our husbands say, do you really think you need to be in control of that? <laughs> uh, yeah. sometimes, my, sometimes my answer was yes, I do. <laughs> and God's helped me in that area. But it was, it was just a thing for us. We, we wanted to know where our next meal was coming, where our money was yes. going to be if we, you know, got in a jam. And so she was really good with that too. And that's just, I think, something that was built into the three of us. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to wrap us up since I know you guys are go about to go enjoy a walk together, right? Yep. We're going to do exercise and clean bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. I love it. I love that you're doing that together. Um, well, she's not going to clean my bathrooms. I'm going to clean my bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys were cleaning them together also. <laughs> Um, thank you guys so much for being here and being with me and having this fun conversation with me. I truly am definitely going to think of more topics we can talk about because I want to capture and record so many things that you guys have in wisdom and your own life stories and just experiences. It would just be so fun. Um, but I love you. I love you both so much. Thank you so much. We love you. We love you, Paige. Kisses to all. Bye. Yes, you too. Bye. Bye. That was such an amazing episode. I hope you all loved it as much as I did. I'm sitting over here full of joy. My heart feels so warm. And I just love my aunts so much. I mean it when I say I wish I could bring them on for a hundred different episodes just to glean from their wisdom and their love. I hit the jackpot with the best mom and the best aunts in the entire world. I love our family so much. I am so grateful for them and it feels so exciting for me to share them with you. It helps me feel like I am just sharing such a real and raw and big part of myself with you. My family, I just feel so myself when I'm around them. So it's really fun to bring them on the podcast and share them with you. And I can't wait to do that with my cousins as well. So I just want to thank my aunts for doing the episode with me, for 
living and breathing and honoring and continuing my mom's legacy of love. And I hope that it inspired you. If you knew my mom in real life, her love would have definitely comforted you and inspired you. Um, And she was just a safe place for everyone to land in such a loving, beautiful, gracious, patient, funny human. I love her and miss her so much. But I will say because she is so loving and amazing and gracious, it feels so good to think about her, which is why if you are a friend of mine in real life, you hear me talk about her a lot. She feels so good to remember and think about and talk about, and I love keeping her memory alive. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you're left with inspiration and that you will go out in your own life and spread love to everyone around you because that is what my mom would want you to do. Who is your coach? If you don't have one and you're loving this podcast, I'd love to be yours. If you are ready to take what you're learning on this podcast to the next level and apply it to your life, come join me in Aligned Coaching. Highly personalized, hands-on coaching with me where we will address your challenges, work toward your goals, and you will have a safe space to grow into the you you want to become. You will have weekly group coaching calls with me, 24-7 access to written coaching where you can submit a question directly to me and get a response at any time, and Zoom video hangouts to connect with other women in the community so you can learn from them and super speed your growth. Not only that, but you will also get fresh new audio content uploaded each and every week only to be found in Aligned Coaching. Ready to grow into the highest level of yourself and experience freedom like never before? Come join us at pageschmidt.com forward slash coaching. I'll see you there.